Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I'm Rudy Maxa. And if you are a traveler this weekend and you made it to wherever you needed to go for Thanksgiving, well, congratulations. It's half over. The travel part I'm talking about. Nice to have you here. This portion of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Colette Vacations, who invites you to join me in March as we fly to South America aboard Lawn Airlines for a fantastic wine and wonders tour of Chile and Argentina. Now, to join this trip, call 800-762-5345 or go to rudymaxa.com and look under radio sponsors. Happy Thanksgiving weekend to you. This is a special best of edition of Rudy Max's World. We're bringing you some of our very best guests from shows in the recent past who you might have missed, so we won't be taking live phone calls today. But coming up this hour, we're going to take a close look at consumer identity theft with an expert. You know, we've talked about it in the show. In fact, we've had one victim, and I've heard of many more since. Uh, folks whose uh, uh, email address books were hijacked, and uh, their friends suddenly receive a message with an email address very close to theirs, but slightly different, saying, uh, I'm in Spain, I'm in England, I've lost my passport uh, and my wallet, and the hotel won't let me collect my goods and check out of the room until I pay. I, I desperately need two or $3,000. Uh, if you could just write me back and wire me uh, a little bit of that money, I'd really, really appreciate it, and I'll pay you when I get back. That's just one way that consumers, uh, consumer identity theft is stolen, and that's uh, what's affecting travelers a lot these days. We'll talk about that with our special guests. Then we're going to talk about well, the secrets of hotel linens. Have you ever paid close attention to what kind of towel or robe or sheet is on your bed? It's a very small world of close knife fights among folks who want to bring you those those linens. And we're going to talk with an expert about vintage record stores. It's a, uh, a kind of store that's disappearing around the United States, but our guest has traveled the United States looking for those stores, and he'll tell you where to find them and what you can expect to find there. And then a new website called insidertrip.com that, yes, it gives you airfares and searches flights for you, as many third-party websites do. But it also compares legroom on aircraft. It tells you the age of the, air the airplane you'll be flying, and it gives on-time records as well. So you might want to factor those considerations in when you book a trip. But first, let's take a look at what's current in travel right now. Well, the move by federal safety officials to have states require motorcycle riders to wear helmets is meeting the expected resistance from riders who prefer to let the wind blow through their hair. But here's a shocking statistic. There were more than 4,000 motorcycle deaths last year, more deaths than all of them in aviation, rail, marine, and pipeline accidents combined. Now, for all the worrying about flying that many Americans do, it appears their time might be better spent worrying about motorcycle riders. In the 1990s, the hot word was synergy. In the last couple of years, the new word was staycation, as travelers opted to stay close to home when they booked their travel uh, or booked their vacation time uh, to save money. Well, say hello to the new phrase, bleisure travel. Uh, that obviously refers to uh, the growing trend of tacking on some vacation time to business travel. According to a survey from the hotel chain Homewood Suites by Hilton, 67% of guests say they either frequently or sometimes combined a vacation with a business trip. That's 16% more than said they did that did in a similar survey 10 years ago. 
This is no surprise. The survey also found that 88% of the 549 business travelers queried also said that work seeps into their home life now, saying they often bring work home at night or on weekends. That stat is up to a stunning 72%. Up stunning, a stunning 72% from 10 years ago. Uh, I guess we can blame the computer and the laptop and PDAs um, for that. What's the one necessity that business travelers can't live without on the road? Well, it's a cell phone. They also found that 10% of travelers listed family photos as an absolute necessity when traveling. Well, topping the list of popular destinations in Europe are two countries, Italy and France, and both have big cities that are fairly expensive places to stay in. And one of the most oft-asked questions I get involves Paris and where to stay. The search for well-priced housing in that city uh, appears to be never-ending. So I asked our Paris correspondent, Karen Fawcett, to give us some guidance. Karen owns and edits the website bonjourparis.com, which is an insider's guide to all things Paris and France. Hey, Karen, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Rudy. First of all, what does reasonably priced mean to you for in terms of uh, our conversation today for a Paris hotel? Is it $150 a night, $250 a night? Rudy, it's all over the place. And I'm right now looking at the site Momondo, M-O-M-O-N-D-O, which uh, literally uh, aggregates a whole bunch of different sites and gives you the cheapest rates. And I'm looking at the first uh, site. The first hotel I'm looking at is is quite near my house for $63 a night. But then the Ritz is, of course, $785 a night. But really, you can get a very good hotel for $150 a night, depending on when you're coming. If it's during, you know, the, 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 the shows, it'll be more expensive. But if it's low season, $150 a night should do it, and you should be, be doing it well. And when is the low season, Karen? Well, the low season is is certainly... January, certainly um, March, uh, February, August. Um, it, it just depends when the fashion shows aren't going on, when the big conventions aren't going on. Okay. Now, what? how reasonable is it to expect to be able to find, say, an apartment to rent for? Uh, I'm sure you can find them uh, for a week. Can you find them for three or four days? Can you find them it's for a week? Is it easy? It's hard to find it for three or four days. And most... most landlords really or most apartment owners really don't want it and by the time you get set up for three or four days it's probably more trouble than it's worth a week is is pretty much the uh the standard rental and is that something you'd consider uh for someone who's coming to paris for a week or more to uh, look at absolutely because not only even if the apartment itself costs more um, you don't have to. You don't have to eat every meal out. If you, you're coming, you know, if you want to have a glass of wine before you go out to dinner, that's a great way to save money. You can snack. You don't have to eat three meals out. If you have children, the cost of a Coca-Cola in in in, in a cafe can be five dollars. Where nice. if you go to the grocery store, it's uh, it's relatively nothing compared to the five dollars. Now, Karen, we've got one minute left. But when you and I were talking about you coming on the show today. You, from time to time, rent out your apartment there, and you mentioned that someone's basically hijacked your listing for your apartment and put it on uh, on what site, and, and we're, on, on, on uh, which one? On Craigslist. And they offered it for like half price. Uh, no, a third. A third. But the idea was to get someone to send them a check for your apartment. Exactly. And they had, they had set up a PayPal account, and it was, it's extraordinary because I'm still dealing with it. 
So you've got people, you haven't had anybody show up at the door saying, I sent in no, the check. No, this person was obviously very sophisticated, uh, gave an address so it's across the way from my apartment, ah. but using Google Maps, it was, it's definitely there, um, and, uh, and it's still on Craigslist. So Is if there... you're going to rent an apartment through Craigslist, or for that matter, from any website, and that includes hotels, go to Google Maps. See where the see where that apartment or the uh, or the hotel is. Make sure that there's not a pizza shop underneath it, and that it really exists. Karen Fawcett's website is bozierperry.com. Hey, thanks, Karen. When we come up next, we'll talk about other kinds of frauds travelers got to watch out for. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. I'd like to invite you on a very special trip in March, an 11-day wine and sightseeing tour of Chile and Argentina designed by Colette Vacations. We'll even do the radio show live during this adventure. This fully escorted trip includes airfare, lodging, 15 meals, and many other extras, even a tango lesson. We'll taste wine in Santiago, Chile, then take in Mendoza, Argentina, as well as exciting Buenos Aires. So call Colette Vacations now at 800-762-5345. Ask about the wine and wonders trip to South America. That's 800-762-5345. This is my life. I'm what you would call a freshman in life, a supplier of fine coffee drinks to those in dire need. I am a driver of an unironic car from the 80s. I've got a girlfriend who is way too cute for me, and two roommates who never seem to go away. My future has very few certainties. You've built a life over the years, but if your identity gets stolen, it's like your life gets stolen. That's why there's Identity Guard, from the company that's already protected over 30 million people. You'll get the kind of -of state-of-the-art protection and information that helps you keep track of your identity 24-7. Identity Guard. Keep what's yours, yours. Visit IdentityGuard.com today. That's IdentityGuard.com. This is my life, and nobody is going to take it from me. That's IdentityGuard.com. Your identity is counting on you. Could switching to Geico really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Do only dogs hear dog whistles? You could enjoy multi-car safety feature and good driver discounts when you switch to Geico. For a free rate quote, visit geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Good day, America. I am Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. the Savvy Traveler, and we're here every weekend on your favorite radio station talking about travel, all kinds of stuff about travel. I just noticed during the commercial break that a company called, I think it's Identity Guard, just did a a commercial saying, you know, we'll protect your identity, et cetera, et cetera. There are uh, numerous companies like that out there. I haven't used Identity Guard, but uh, I'm glad they're an advertiser here. Uh, but this, I want to talk about identity guarding, guarding your identity. You know, just because you leave home, don't leave your common sense behind. And that is one of the messages 
our next guest has. His name is Neil O'Farrell, and he's a consumer security advisor at Intersections. It's a consumer identity theft protection company, and it turns out it's pretty easy for someone to steal your identity when you're traveling. Neil, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you aboard. Hi, Rudy. Uh, great to be here. So now, why is it so easy to lift someone's identity on the road? I, I think two reasons. Um, uh, uh, people who travel for business uh, tend to be uh, too busy to think about identity theft, and people who travel for vacation or for pleasure tend to be uh, too relaxed. Uh, it's, it, it's as though they go into relaxation mode as soon as they, they leave their home, and uh, they drop their guard. And uh, typically, identity theft is really about exploiting people who drop their guard. And what is the biggest mistake travelers make in this regard, do you think? I think it's, uh, for me, it's, it's taking too much information with you. Uh, the more information you take with you, the more you have to lose. Uh, so uh, typically, I, I see when people go on vacation, they bring everything that they would bring to work. Uh, they bring their wallet, they bring their purse, every credit card they've ever owned, every store card, driver's license. Most of this stuff you don't need when you're traveling abroad, but it's an absolute minefield no matter what country you're in, if you're an identity thief. So would you recommend that before someone hits the road, you take your purse, you take the contents of your purse out, you take you man-empty their wallets and say, okay, what do I need for the next week or five days or whatever that pertains to this trip, and what can I leave behind, like my library card, my local check-cashing card at a supermarket, et cetera? Exactly. Slim down before you go. Uh, uh, look at everything, every kind of document that you, uh, you were planning on taking, Strip down to the bare essentials, only the stuff that you need, and make a photocopy of everything that you're going to take. If you're going to take, let's say, I only recommend two credit cards. One you keep, for example, in a hotel safe as a backup, and the other as low a limit as you can get away with. But take a photocopy of everything that you do have to take so that if you do lose your wallet or your purse, you know what to cancel. And keep that photocopy in a separate location, obviously. Yes, keep it in a hotel safe, keep it, don't carry it with you. It's amazing how many people actually carry that with them as well. And, and that can be stolen instead of your wallet. Right, <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> now, how are we most vulnerable? Is it the credit card that's the fattest target? Yeah, typically the credit card is, although a lot of people will uh, still bring their ATM cards. There's this fear that uh, they will always need access to cash someplace. I never bring an ATM card with me. I bring... Uh, uh, cash, even a water cash, you know, all the cash that I need, because I know even if that's stolen, that's really the end of the crime. There's no tail to it. I'm not going to have to worry beyond that. But uh, ATM scams are rife across the world, and a, a lot of it is to do with the fact that a lot of travelers aren't familiar with international ATMs. Uh, you know, they could be asking you to sign up for the military, and you wouldn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's why, you know, you, 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 you'll quite often have thieves hanging around ATMs at tourist destinations. And that's, you know, they're the nice guy that are going to help you figure it out and enter in your PIN number. And what they're trying to do is rip you off. Oh, boy. We're only too familiar with that. Uh, the, my television crew and I do, I do a PBS series, Neil, and uh, we were filming in South Africa and moment, literally hours after we landed in Johannesburg. Uh, the crew used uh, an ATM machine in a very, you know, very modern, well-lit, you know, state-of-the-art gas station in a, in a store part of the gas station, you know, one of those carry-out places. And uh, a week later, uh, we found $22,000 had been taken out of accounts from three or four of our crew. Yikes, it, 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 it's, it, it happens more often than you can imagine. 
And Neil O'Farrell is a consumer security expert at a company called Intersections that provides consumer identity theft. We're talking to him about that. All right. When I go, well, it can be in my hometown, not just traveling. I give my credit card to a waiter. That waiter, he or she disappears with the credit card and comes back later with uh, something for me to sign. Now, in many places overseas, they have little portable uh, electronic hip units where they run your credit card through right at the, the table so you never actually lose possession of your credit card, or at least lose sight of it. Uh, in hotels, you give up your credit card. I mean, anybody can write down that four, you know, that little secret four or three-digit security code. Are we at, at risk in that case? Yeah, sure. I mean, the beauty about a credit card is that it's convenient, and that means for the thieves as well. Uh, skimming is a very popular practice. Uh, like you mentioned, the waiter can take your uh, credit card, uh, you know, back behind the bar or into a kitchen, make a quick swipe of your credit card with a uh, a palm-sized reader, and they have all the information. But one point that you do raise is this whole idea of and the whole risk of uh, insider thefts. Uh, surprisingly, there are more credit cards stolen every year from hotels than there are from banks. And a lot of that has to do with it's two reasons. One is lack of security. They're not as security conscious as uh, banks are. Uh, and secondly, uh, insiders. Um, I read about a case recently, for example, on a, um, I believe it was a, a, an Air France flight, where a, a flight attendant uh, was arrested for stealing more than $5,000 worth of uh, goods and, and currency from uh, uh, sleeping uh, uh, flyers. Uh, it's, it really can happen anywhere, and typically, it, the, uh, in many cases, the, the perpetrator is someone that uh, you would otherwise absolutely and completely trust. And the same thing happens with hotels. Uh, any kind of insider at a hotel uh, can have access to your credit card and make a copy of it. Yeah, I was going to say, not just they don't need the physical credit card, just the information on that credit card. It's it's very interesting, Neil, because as as a travel uh, consumer travel expert, I. Uh, tell people all the time, don't take traveler's checks, don't take a lot of cash, just use your ATM cards when you're abroad, and you're saying just the opposite. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the, the thing about cash and uh, traveler's checks is it's a finite crime. If they're gone, they're gone, and typically that's the end of the crime. And if you have a credit card, you've got some kind of a, a backup. The problem with an ATM card or a, even a credit card, was as, as, uh, as soon as they have the number, the crime can go on and on and on, and you're really trying to play catch-up with the thieves. So I would have a mixture of both. The only thing that I don't take is an ATM card. I see absolutely no reason for it. If the wow. whole point of taking the ATM card is to get cash, bring cash with you. Because if they steal the ATM card, that's a direct link right back into your bank account. By the time you get home, you're not able to pay any bills because your account's empty. How about old-fashioned traveler's checks? I think they're great. I mean, they can be stolen. They can be forged. Uh, but you do have levels of protection. I think they're fine, and you know, take as many as you need for the uh, for the for the trip. But leave, take only what you need on the particular day. Leave the rest at your hotel in a safe or with reception. All right. Let's spend the last minute and a half on Wi-Fi at airports, cafes, internet cafes in your hotel room. Yes, they, uh, this is a gold mine for thieves, and, I'll, and one of the big reasons is because travelers are cheap. And 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 here's why I say this. Um, a lot of hotels and a lot of uh, airports offer Wi-Fi services, but because of the down economy, they're now charging for them. That's a great opportunity for any thief to set up locally and offer free Wi-Fi. So <laughs> you've got travelers who say, I'm not paying you know, 10 bucks to, st- to get on an airport or a hotel Wi-Fi for an hour. I'm going to opt with the cheap one. And the, the, they, they, their uh, uh, computer automatically scans for the nearest Wi-Fi network, and it says free airport Wi-Fi. They log into that 
once they're on, they log into their bank account or check their email. They have no idea who's running that network and what kind of security there is on it. Do you use Wi-Fi when you're traveling? I try to avoid it. I really do. I mean, um, I'm cheap, too. And you know, I've made the mistake of trying to get onto the free Wi-Fi networks, and I've always regretted it afterwards. If I need to get access to my uh, email, I use my phone. And there's nothing that urgent about my bank account balance that I need to check it from an airport. Wow. Even paying a bill if you're on the road for three weeks and you go into your bank account to pay your credit card bills? You can set it up before you leave. It's, it, yeah, it most most uh, banks and credit unions will allow you to set up uh, automatic payments. Set up the minimum payment before you leave. Uh, that's probably the easiest. I certainly would never access... I'd never access an, a, a bank account remotely while I'm uh, close to home. I mean, I'm that nervous about it, particularly if you're not absolutely certain that your computer is clean of things like banking trojans who will just empty your account in the blink of an eye. Oh my gosh, it's a it's a it's a rough world out there, Neil. It's scary, but don't let it don't let it stop you traveling. Just be a little bit smart. Be, you know, plan before you go. Plan your identity as much as your travel itinerary, and you should be pretty safe. And keep your wallet and your passport in your pocket if you're falling asleep. That Air France story is very chilling. That was happened. To, it was a flight attendant who worked in business class in Air France, and when people drank a lot and ate a lot on long flights and they fell asleep, she would go in the overhead luggage compartment or into their jackets that she had hung up for them and rifle everything. Not only money, jewelry, Neil. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. Put your, uh, put your carry-on bag in the seat on, uh, underneath you because no one should be down there. Exactly. Hey, Neil, thanks for joining us in Rudy Max's World. We may call on you again if you don't mind. I'd love to do it. Appreciate it. Neil O'Farrell is a consumer security advisor at a company called Intersections that provides consumer identity theft protection. We'll be right back in just a minute and look to the stars for travel advice. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. The Center for Disease Control recently reported that one in six people in the U.S. between the ages of 14 and 49 suffer from genital herpes. That's more than 37 million people. Merrick's Pharmaceutical Corporation just introduced the first over-the-counter treatment for genital herpes. It's called Fast Results Genital Herpes Treatment. Fast Results quickly and effectively treats the painful symptoms caused by the genital herpes virus. It provides effective, affordable treatment to people who want a fast-acting, soothing, topical treatment. Fast Results works quickly to relieve pain, burning, and itching. You can buy Fast Results now at CVS and Rite Aid. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. You're in Rudy Maxa's world. Hey, listen, about that 800 number, that's 800-387-8025. Um, if you're listening to the show live, that number will ring right through to the studio. 
But you can call us anytime, 24-7 at that number, and you'll get our voicemail. And if you've got a comment or a question about travel, please leave that for us and tell us your name and where to reach you and the best time to reach you. And uh, we may well put you on the show, or I can certainly, sometimes, I'm not promising here, but sometimes if it's something I happen to know about I can help you with, I'll be happy to do that off the air if it's a quick thing. Our number again is 800-387-8025. If you want to write me, it's Rudy, that's R-U-D-Y, at RudyMaxa.com. Now, if you were listening two weeks ago, I can't imagine you weren't listening two weeks ago. I mean, what else have you got to do on your weekend? Uh, we brought you the show from uh, this show from Indianapolis Motor Speedway, obviously in Indianapolis, where next week's Indy 500 will uh, take place. And before I left town, a real friendly guy named Scott Jasek convinced me to get into a race car on that very track driven by an eight Indy 500 driver named Davey Hamilton. Uh, Scott said, oh, it would be a lot of fun just to whiz me around the track. Uh, I wasn't real sure. I said, oh, it sounds like a lot of fun, Scott. I didn't mean a word of that. But I got there, and he put me in a fire suit and a helmet, and I was still a little, uh, still a little unsure until I saw an 80-year-old grandmother climb out of the car I was supposed to ride in, and I thought, you know, uh, if an 80-year-old grandmother can do it, I mean, I'm a guy. I'm supposed to love cars. And I could do that. And it turns out I could. And it turns out you can, too. About 20 days a year, a company that Scott owns or co-owns, it's called Indie Racing Experience, will for about $500 let you experience a 175-mile-per-hour whirl around the Indy 500 track. Uh, I went with the driver, but you can also, there's an alternative, you can drive the car yourself if you've got the courage. I did not. Scott also provides all the Italian-made race cars. Well, he doesn't provide it, but he sells them. Uh, those Italian-made race cars driven on the Indy circuit. Scott, nice to have you with us today. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. I've recovered from that uh, that spin around the track. I'm everything's still moving. In fact, when I get in my car now, I feel like I'm I'm rolling a wheelchair. If you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was a great day too. Now, tell us about those cars. The the, the cars that we're going to see next weekend in the Indy 500. Does anyone insure those six hundred thousand dollar babies? Well, no. Uh, teams wouldn't. There, there's no insurance policy for damage, but of course, there's always someone has to provide liability insurance. But that's another issue. But the cars are really uh, unique cars. Uh, both the Indy cars and our two-seat Indy cars, like you mentioned, are manufactured by a company called uh, Delara, which is located in uh, in Italy in Verano, and um, they produce all the Indy cars that uh, you see race at the Indy 500. And, for, and a matter of fact, in about uh, 25 minutes from right now. They're going to qualify for the Indy 500. And um, the driver that uh, you took a ride with, uh, Davey Hamilton, he will, uh, he's currently running at uh, around 226 miles an hour, uh, so his, his speed is up there. So when I went around the track at 175, we were just sort of in second gear there, huh? Yeah, yeah, like second gear. Now, our program is based around, you know, those cars that you rode in, which is a real two-seat, you know, real Indy car stretched for, uh, to accommodate a second person. And uh, just like you did, you, you got into the car, and, and we took you around the track. You know, the car has a real IndyCar engine. You're driven by a real IndyCar driver, and, and you experience everything the IndyCar drivers experience. And, in fact, the cars are going so fast that you go in the two-seater, you're going around the track probably faster than the NASCAR's race there for the Brickyard 400, but surely not as fast as the uh, IndyCars are running because uh, they're running around 226 miles an hour right now. Well, I, I didn't experience everything a race car. I mean, I didn't experience 30 other cars trying to nose in front of me, uh, which I, I, can't, I can't imagine. I mean, it requires so much concentration and so much 
holding wrestling that wheel for how long does a race last? A couple hours, right? Yeah, it's a few hours. Of course, it's a 500 mile race. It's uh, ah. it's 200 laps there at the two and a half mile oval. And uh, yeah, I think it's like two and a half, three hours, something like that. But yeah, I could you know you can imagine just the the few minutes that you were in the car. That's what the Indy racing experience is all about. A lot of people sit and watch the race both uh, in the stands or on TV and go. Oh, I can go out there. I could race with uh, Danica Patrick. I could race with Davey Hamilton. But when you get into the two-seat IndyCar and you take a ride at those speeds, you realize there's no way I could race with them. And, and then you realize, oh, my gosh, not only the physical, like what it takes physically to race those cars, but mentally what it takes to race those cars for that period of time. And, and at those speeds, it's pretty amazing what they do out there. Well, the sound of the engines, I, I likened it to a buzz saw going, a big saw going through a redwood tree. I mean, a few hours that. Tell me about those engines, please. Well, the, you know, they're, uh, they're 750 horsepower engines uh, that uh, Honda produces all the engines for the IndyCar series. And, uh, you know, so they're a, a high performance engine. And, uh, and, and by having those, of course, uh, they're not the normal engine you would have in your car. Um, that's your normal lease for the year would be about a a million dollars for a team. Uh, that's the cost of the engine for a year. So to run an Indy car costs you around four to $6 million a year per car. You'd think that that Honda would give you the engine for a million dollars. You would think it's only a lease though, because it's, uh, the technology involved with it. Um, obviously they don't want to sell that technology so someone would steal it. So it's a, it's a lease. So not Uh only do you get an engine, but you get a, uh, a Honda engineer that comes with that engine. Ah, okay. All right. It's going to be a great way, uh, a race this weekend, Scott. Yeah, and, and uh, well, this you know, the, this weekend is a qualifying, and next weekend's a race. And I mean, what a great race to have! Uh, you know, the thirty-three drivers, some famous ones being you know Danica Patrick and uh, Elio Castroneves, and and some of the great stars of the IndyCar racing. And uh, and it'll be really exciting. And our two-seat IndyCar will will lead the field this year for the first time uh, with a uh, unique driver and guest. Great. Thanks, Scott Jasek, IndyRacingExperience.com. When we come back, we're going to look for some old record stores. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at RudyMaxa.com. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Does a rolling stone gather no moss? No moss. You're going to have to trust me on this one. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. You know Sinus Buster works superbly because you've used it. We know Sinus Buster works superbly because we've tested it. Ours was a rigorous clinical test conducted with sinus sufferers like you. A test that confirmed that Sinus Buster began relieving congestion, pressure, and headache in under a minute. A test that confirmed that all-natural Sinus Buster was safe to use for weeks at a time. So we have the confidence to say the name is Sinus Buster, and it's nothing but relief. This is my life. I am a distributor of portable sanitation devices. Porta-potties. To county fairs, 12K races, construction sites, that's what I do. Porta-potties have put two kids through college, Porta-Potties kept a roof over our heads, and Porta-Potties paid for two trips for me and my wife to Hawaii. Yep, Porta-Potties. 
This life of yours, you've built it over the years brick by brick. And if your identity gets stolen, there goes everything you've worked so hard for. That's why there's Identity Guard, state-of-the-art protection and information against identity theft. And should anything happen, Identity Guard offers $1 million loss reimbursement insurance and a professional response team. Identity Guard. Keep what's yours, yours. That's IdentityGuard.com. This is my life, and nobody's going to take it from me. That's IdentityGuard.com. Your identity is counting on you. The Center for Disease Control recently reported that one in six people in the U.S. between the ages of 14 and 49 suffer from genital herpes. That's more than 37 million people. Merrick's Pharmaceutical Corporation just introduced the first over-the-counter treatment for genital herpes. It's called Fast Results Genital Herpes Treatment. Fast Results quickly and effectively treats the painful symptoms caused by the genital herpes virus. It provides effective, affordable treatment to people who want a fast-acting, soothing, topical treatment. Fast Results works quickly to relieve pain, burning, and itching. You can buy Fast Results now at CVS and Rite Aid. AutoZone. Make sure your car starts every time in any weather with help from AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. If your battery's more than four years old, have it checked. And if you need a new one, head to AutoZone and pick up a tough, long-lasting Duralast battery. Duralast batteries are engineered to work in extreme conditions, and they're only available at AutoZone. Don't get stranded. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under Radio Sponsors for more info. Yeah, and if you do go to MedJet.com to buy some uh, insurance for medical evacuation, which I think is a good idea, uh, just mention the word Maxa, M-A-X-A, code Maxa. I think they'll give you a discount for that. Now, you remember record stores, don't you? You know, the, the kind where you could go spend hours just browsing through every single kind of music you could think of, and the staff was really helpful, and they'd say, hey, you got to listen to this, you got to listen to that. Well, names like Virgin Megastore and Tower Records are a thing of the past, replaced by those zeros and ones that you can download via iTunes. Phil Gallo has been a music journalist for more than 25 years, and he set out recently to find the last great record stores in America. And he documented that search in a book he's co-authored called Record Store Days, Vinyl to Digital to Back Again, just published by uh, Sterling. Um, what, do you, what do you mean back again? What do you mean back again? Old-fashioned records are, 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 making, a, are making a comeback, Phil? Absolutely. Uh, the beautiful thing is, is that vinyl is getting pressed again, that... Uh, there's a collector's market that's that's thriving and doing well, and it's not absurdly expensive, but people are finding that uh, they can still be great community gathering places, and it's a $3 record or a $10 record or a, a brand-new album by, by a very hot rock band, say. Well, w- w- why are records coming back? Do purists think that vinyl offers, I don't know, more authentic sound than digital downloads? What's the deal? I think there's a, a youth movement that is really captivated by, by the quality of, of the sound on a vinyl record, not to mention that uh, you get the artwork, you have the great thing to hold in your hand, and, and a lot of people, a lot of artists still look at the, the album format as, as a way to make music. So indie music in particular, indie rock music, uh, doing very well with, 
with pressing vinyl and then selling the downloads. Are you telling me that 700 record album collection I had in college, uh, I should have kept because my son would really like it now? <laughs> there are more and more people telling me exactly that story. Uh, oh. It's it's amazing. One of my favorite stories was out of a store up in up in uh, the Bay Area, where where uh, an owner said nothing. San Francisco, you're like talking about. More than San Francisco, somebody... you're talking about. Pardon? San, San Francisco Bay Area. Right? San Francisco Bay Area, exactly. Yeah. Uh, where nothing he'd like more than somebody to walk in with just a great mint collection of stuff from the 1970s. Oh, I had them. I used to have them. All right, so now where, if, if, if I was a record aficionado, um, which I used to be, and if I had the energy and time to do it now, where are the great record stores? Where are they still in business? It's, uh, Seattle is a great uh, record store city. Uh, Austin, Texas is a great record store city. Uh, and by that, I mean there are stores that appeal to the, to the regular customer that is offering uh, vinyl, CDs, Used product and new product, and when you walk into that store, you know you are in a in a in a shop that is is music centric. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia, is also very strong, and for people looking for the used stuff, uh, Princeton, New Jersey, and uh, Pittsburgh of all places. Well, now see when you first said Seattle and Austin, they are known as music centers, but then when you throw in Princeton, I'm going, well, what's with Princeton? There's a store in, in Princeton, New Jersey, uh, called the Princeton Record Exchange, and it is considered uh, the best shop to go to in between New York City and Philadelphia, and they just get a lot of collections. Uh, a lot of collectors will sell their collections in there, and uh, they've moved a few times, but they just recently celebrated 30 years of being in business. I presume almost. I presume all these stores that you found for your book uh, are, are independently owned stores now. No, no big chains that are fabulous. Yeah, it's funny. Our our book is called Record Store Days. There's a lot of people who like to call it Independent Record Store Days. Um, Got it. It is. It is very much so. Uh, those people who probably bought the store from the original owner. You know, they start working there when they're 17, and and they get right. the keys when they're about 38. Um, but absolutely, and and there's a, what's also what also helps the revival, like here in Los Angeles, this place called Origami Vinyl, where it's a 35 year old kid who just loves the idea of selling vinyl records, and so he opened a store, and it's very much in the tradition of a record store you'd say see in the early 70s. Phil, we only have 15 seconds left. Do people actually travel to seek out these vintage record stores? Absolutely. It's becoming uh, rarer and rarer, but a fellow in Pittsburgh, Jerry's Records, he told me he used to have visitors annually of people coming over from England that would make the trip from Atlanta on up through Pittsburgh, across to Philadelphia, and down into the mid-Atlantic states. Now he sees them about once every three years, and they're just coming to Pittsburgh. I love stories like that. Phil Gallo's book is titled Record Store Days, Vinyl to Digital to Back Again. It's just published, was just published by Sterling. Hey, Phil, thanks for talking to us. Thank you for having me. Up next, a couple of very quick deals you should know about and a chat with the founder of a new website you may want to visit. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. 
Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. 53 minutes after the hour, I'm Rudy Maxa. As always, this time on this station, you're in Rudy Maxa's world where it's always travel. Every weekend, we take your calls, we take your emails, and we have guests. And Dave Pelter is joining us right now. He is the founder and CEO of InsideTrip.com. Now, you know, there are a number of small factors that can determine if your next flight is going to be pleasant or effortless. You know, stuff like legroom, the age of an aircraft, a flight's on-time record. Well, well, Dave is... uh, Launched a new website just this week that promises to weigh in several of those factors. <clears throat> excuse me, and deliver you a, a quality rating of your flight. Uh, it's called Trip.com, as I mentioned. Dave Pelter comes from an airline background. He used to do pricing and revenue management for Alaska Airlines. He was the guy who decided how many frequent flyer tickets uh, were uh, allocated to each flight. Uh, Dave, nice to have you aboard. As Julie Collins once sang, you you sort of looked at life from both sides now, haven't you? Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm not only an airline insider, but I'm also a father of two kids who have booked travel and know how painful that process can be, both the booking process as well as the, the travel process itself. Okay, your website essentially gives specific flights and airlines a report card, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, so what we've done, we're an airfare shopping site, Rudy, and we've mm-hmm. created the first quality rating system for airline itineraries. And we go ahead and we take 12 different elements Within an itinerary, as you said, meaningful things like legroom, aircraft age, <coughs> excuse me, lost baggage rating, and roll those up into what we call our trip, our trip quality score. So really what we're trying to do is take the guesswork out of the air travel process and really minimize any surprises that can come along the way. So what you do, because I did it, I did it on your website, obviously, before talking to you, you choose your departure city just as you would on any other website and where you're going and when you want to travel. And then up come these flights, and they have grades just like we got in school, like 94 and 82. And uh, three of the parameters listed in, for each flight is speed, comfort, and ease. What do those three words mean? Sure. So, so I mentioned we take these 12 different things and, and, and sum up the, the, the trip quality score. So speed is all about... Just get me from my from my my home to my destination as quickly as possible with as few speed bumps in the way as possible. So things like on time performance, uh, things like lost baggage rating, things that that can delay you. Uh, comfort is about the inside of the airplane. So we're the only guys out there integrating legroom, so the amount of space between the seats, um, things like that, in you know in, into our trip quality score. And ease is really those intangibles. So if I, if I'm connecting in a place like Atlanta, which is a wonderful airport. I may be jumping on a subway to connect between flights. Not not terribly optimal if you're pushing a stroller and looking for an elevator to get down to the to uh, to, to the train. So InsideTrip.com gives you um, uh, well if you if you're trying to decide between two or three flights and one has a higher grade than the other, even if it's a couple bucks more, you might decide to do it. Your site also promises uh, to show passengers a more true airfare by factoring in luggage charges and even drinks. How did you figure that one out? Sure. You know, I mean, as we looked at it, we said the airfare, the airfare portion, as we know, Rudy, is just one part of the expense. The short of this concept of what's the final airfare you'll pay at the end of the day after maybe getting nickel and dimed a bit. So we said, let's, let's level the playing field and just say, hey, there's the airfare portion, and then, then there's the ultimate price that you'll pay at the end of the day, which 
does include things like um, baggage fees, drink fees, and some airlines have actually charged for water on the airplane. We thought, wouldn't it be fun just to expose that as well, just to let you know what, what to expect. Who's charging for water? Well, it used to be uh, U.S. Airways, and I think they, <laughs> I think there was oh, a public outcry. Oh, that's right. Maybe they tried ex- it. That's yeah, they right. tried it. So, yeah. so we've built it in. We, 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 you know, we've got travelers' backs covered in case anyone comes back and tries and tries to do that. But we do know how much Delta is charging for, let's say that that uh, that beer on board versus what Delta, or excuse me, what United Airlines is charging. So we're just trying to keep everyone honest, trying to keep the lights on, and what can be a confusing process. All right. The website is called InsideTrip.com. It's a brand new website. You can buy your tickets there, but you also can get these uh, report card ratings on specific flights. Not just airlines, but specific flights. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining us. We'll watch your site with interest. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Dave Felter is the CEO of Insider, in, excuse me, InsideTrip.com. Check it out. Now, we're almost out of time, uh, but here are a couple quick, quick things you ought to know about uh, deal-wise. First of all, Alaska Airlines is offering passengers free Wi-Fi on six of their Boeing 737-800s until July 31st. It's uh, obviously a promotion to get you accustomed to doing your email while flying. Now, beginning in August, passengers are going to pay between 5 and $13 to use that Wi-Fi in a flight, depending on the length of the flight, which is sort of interesting. Uh, uh, the other airlines I know that are offering Wi-Fi charge a flat fee. I don't know who uh, – I haven't encountered any that sort of price it by the length of the flight. And here's a tip for listeners in Chicago or anyone headed to Chicago this summer. The Ritz-Carlton Hotel in downtown Chicago, which just to keep things confusing is actually a Four Seasons hotel, is offering half off on your glass or bottle of wine at dinner in its newly renovated Decca restaurant and bar on the 12th floor of Water Tower Place. Half off on your on a bottle of wine – at its new restaurant at the Ritz-Carlton in Chicago. This offer is good Sunday through Thursday at the hotel, and the hotel itself has just undergone a $25 million renovation. So two quick deals. Now, if your station is going to leave us at the end of this hour, I bid you adieu. I hope you will come right back here, same station, same time next weekend, when it's all about travel. Or give us a ring at 800-387-8025 if you have a question, or you can write me at rudy at rudymaxa.com. Have a lovely weekend. See you here next weekend. If you're staying with us, great. Be right back. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.